Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> My beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 93. And this is very special because, as usual here, nothing ever goes as planned. You know how I was talking about catching things around New York and talking about that kind of thing? Well, guess what? That shit costs money, and I all of a sudden don't have none. But okay, that's all right. So, what are we going to do, Patrick? Well, I'll tell you. Between now, and Halloween, I'm going to be putting out a mini-episode every day, every single day, to get you in the Halloween spirit, to make sure you're watching good stuff and not bad stuff, and if it's bad stuff, it's good bad stuff, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, what do I call an event like this? I, I thought about lots of things because, you know, it's October. The month is October, so people call it, like, Rocktober or, you know, Shocktober, but that's taken. Everybody does Shocktober. What can I do? I thought maybe Crocktober. And we can all wear those, you know, ugly rubber shoes. But then I said, why the fuck do we want to do that? Come on, girl. Get your shit together. No, sir. No, sir. And I thought, okay, Halloween. 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 Ha, ha. I know. We'll call it Halloween. Which, okay, it sounds like we're calling somebody named Louine, but you know what? Fuck you. That's what I'm calling it. So happy, hey, Louine. You were here for the first one. So what are we going to do? Well, first of all, what the heck? I'm going to do a crapshoot because I stumbled across this on Netflix, Instant Watch, and my goodness, it really deserves to be talked about. Talked about. Let's play a little music and get down to business. I think I'm sophisticated because I'm living my life like a good homo Multiplying and they're walking around like flies, man. So I'm no better than the animals sitting in their cages in the zoo, man. Cause compared to the flowers and the birds and the trees, I am an ape, man. I think I'm so educated and I'm so civilized, cause I'm a strict vegetarian. But with the overpopulation and inflation and starvation and the crazy politicians. Bitchesses, it's time for the crap shoot! <laughs> Paul? 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 Oh. Ew, 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 ew. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Oh. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, the crap shoot 
is the section of the program where I dive headfirst into the vast sea of direct-to-DVD horror movie releases in search of that diamond in the shit pile. Did I find it this week? <laughs> well, that depends on your definition of diamond. The movie that I'm talking about is from 1990, I believe, and it's called Shockma. Let's take a listen to the trailer. But before we do, most of the trailer, it's just like, you know, baboon noises. Because that's what this movie's about. It's about a very mean baboon. But it's worth listening to all the noises just for the voiceover at the end. The voiceover at the beginning is fine, but it really outdoes itself at the end. And then it does it. And then it goes one step further. So just you're in for a treat. So shut up, shut up. I'm trying to play the content trailer. Shh. It started as a study of human aggression. led to experiments on primates. But something went wrong. Christopher Atkins, two-time recipient of the National Association of Theater Owners Star of the Year Award. First for Blue Lagoon, now for Shockma. Also starring Amanda Wiss of Silverado and Nightmare on Elm Street. Ari Myers from TV's Kate and Alley, featuring Roddy McDowell as Professor Sorensen. And Shockma, shocking audiences everywhere. Well, I have to say this. This is very possibly the best psychotic baboon film starring Roddy McDowell, the guy from the Blue Lagoon, the kid from Kate and Alley, ever made. It's got to have all those elements. You know, the, all those elements. Come on. You have a psychotic baboon and Roddy McDowell. That's enough. And then you throw in fucking Christopher Atkins. Okay. That's weird. That's 
He's our hero. Okay, good luck, everybody. And then they throw in some random TV sitcom girl for no apparent reason. And it's like, okay, what are we going for with this? Well, anyway, Shakama is the story of these, I guess, medical students or some kind of scientist. They're doing science is what they're doing. And they're doing animal testing. And they're testing something on baboons to control their temper. And either it works really well or it drives them insane. Well, guess what happens to poor little Shakma? Shakma is Christopher Atkins. You know, it's, it's not, well, it's, it's not his pet baboon, but it's his subject. It's, his per, it's the one he's been working on. It's the baboon that's closest to him. And well, it turns out the injections don't work. Shakama goes crazy. And so he has to put him down. Except he doesn't. So guess what? This movie is a this one bitch movie. And I have to say, it's possibly the worst thing I've seen in a long time. And yet it's also so fucking brilliantly bad that I really can't recommend it enough. Provided that you're drunk and you're watching it with friends. I watched it alone and so it was kind of painful. But even still, even still. Still, I mean, I'm watching him trying to, Christopher Atkins trying to fight off this psychotic baboon, and I'm just picturing him in that little loincloth underwater with either diving helmet on in the pirate movie and going, keep bumping, blowing, keep bumping, blowing. I'm like, girl, get over yourself. Plus, his, his eyes are all coked out. I mean, it's the 90s or whatever, but that's not the point right now. Okay, I'm supposed to believe that Christopher Atkins is going to be able to fight off a fucking psychotic drug-addled baboon. Christopher Atkins, you couldn't even fight off Christy McNichol. Which is kind of the same thing. Did I just say that? No, I didn't. Because that was mean and she was my idol. And one of my favorite lesbians. Anyway. Okay. So this is what's happening. Now, aside from this, now we have this baboon that's not dead that everybody thinks is dead. Okay. But it turns out all these medical students or science, science people, they play this game in the building. And it's this weird kind of Dungeons and Dragons thing. That doesn't really make any sense because they don't explain it at all. It's like LARPing. It's like early LARPing, basically. And Roddy McDowell is basically the dungeon master or whatever they call it. It's not D&D, but it's some bullshit. Okay, here's the thing. If you're going to prominently feature a game of some kind in a movie, especially a horror movie, I want to understand what we're playing. Because otherwise it's just people walking around. They find a clue. I don't know what the clue means. And then they go over here and I don't know what's happening. And for some reason, it's, they're all hooked up with, this is the first time they're doing this, and the first time they're doing it this way. They're all hooked up with these motion detector things, not motion detector, but, you know, scanny things so that the computer can see where they are, and it projects everything up to Roddy McDowell on the computer screen, and it makes everything look like early Mario Brothers, you know, like original Nintendo Mario Brothers style graphics. And I don't know why, because this never comes up for anything, except to make me pay. So they're playing this bullshit game that they're all way too old for. And the whole point is to rescue the princess, which is the, the girl from Kate and Allie. Allie uh, Kate's daughter. I don't remember her name. doesn't really matter. So she's been sitting up on the seventh floor of this fucking building like for three hours, like by herself with nothing to do in this stupid costume for no reason. Is anyone else wearing a costume? No. And she's all thrilled to be there because maybe Sam will rescue her, which is Christopher Atkins. I'm like, girl, please. Please. You're like 12. This is gross, but this is not the point. Also in the cast, playing Sam's girlfriend, um, Kraken's girlfriend, is Amanda Weiss from Nightmare on Elm Street. Tina from Nightmare on Elm Street. And she's kind of the saving grace here, even though she isn't given much to do. When she does get to show off her scream, tr scream queen chops, 
I get little moments of excitement. However, they're very, there's really only two. And, um, God, did I mention this movie was about a killer baboon? Okay, here's the thing that's also amazing about this. It is very clear from the beginning that there is not a moment of this movie where that baboon was on set with any of the actors. They are never, ever in the same frame. It'll just be somebody pointing down the hallway going, oh no, it's the baboon! Ah! And then they'll chat to the baboon like, bah, bah, I'm a baboon. And they're all like, oh no, there he is over there now. Oh look, now he's in the window. And it's so stupid. So stupid. Of course, I'm thinking this thing's running around the building. Actually, she's not even running around the building. It's stuck on one floor. It's a seven floor building. And Christopher Atkins, for some reason, when they start finding bodies, he's one of these guys with these heroes that's like, no, we can't leave until we find everybody. Amanda Weiss is like, let's go downstairs and break a window. He's like, no. And she's like, okay. Thanks, Christopher Atkins. You got everybody killed. I am spiking so hard right now. I'm sorry, I just looked at my monitor. I have my microphone turned up way too high, and I'm getting way too excited because this movie is so fucking stupid. Okay, what else is going? Oh, and the thing was, since there's no baboon on set, whenever somebody gets attacked by the baboon, I'm doing a little happy dance. It's so funny because they're basically like, ah, and then somebody will throw the stuffed baboon at them from off screen, and then they hold it to their face and wrestle with it going, ah, 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 ah. You know, Bella Lugosi got a lot of crap for that scene in whatever that is, Bride of the Monster. Whatever it is, that um, Ed Wood movie where they forgot to steal the motor for the killer octopus and he had to wrestle with it. But it's pretty much the same thing. Did anybody pick on Shakama? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And here's the other thing. As far as filmmaking goes, it's dreadful. I mean, there is not an angle in this film. Everything is shot dead on. No panning shots. Nothing. And here's the killer. This is the killer thing for me. The thing that makes it really warm and dear to my heart. I think I've talked about on the show, there's something really magical about sunlit horror, like really awful things happening on beautiful days, you know, with like at golden hour with beautiful rays of sunshine and just beautifulness. This is something new. This was fluorescent lit horror. (laughs) It could not have been more brightly lit. Granted, It was taking place in a school building. However, at a certain point early on when they were talking about the game, Roddy McDowell says, oh, we're going to turn off the lights because after all, you're exploring caves and caves are supposed to be dark. If he had supposedly turned off the light, I don't know. There was no, I don't know, fuck it. The lights didn't turn off either that or I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But you can see every pore in everybody's face. It's like at 2 a.m. when they turn the lights on at the gay bar and like everybody's Scrambles for the corners, ah, like for the dark corners. Ah! Terrible, terrible. Except they didn't scramble. Not even Shakama scrambled. It was goddamn this movie. It's 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 so everybody's so stupid, and they're wearing awful '90s clothes. And like Amanda Weiss's shoes are so bad, and they keep showing them. I'm like, oh my god, I remember those horrible shoes with the embroidery on the top. Ew, ew. I'm back in college. What else goes on in this movie? Nothing. It's so stupid. It's terrible. This game doesn't make any sense. There's the one black guy who basically wanders around with a flat top and says things like, oh, hell yeah. And for some reason, he's the only one still playing the game at the end because he has, for some reason, not heard anything. Everybody else hears everything. No, it doesn't matter. It's stupid, stupid, brilliantly stupid. Brilliantly stupid. Things will happen where someone is getting eaten by the baboon and they'll just stand there and watch. 
And then when the baboon looks up, they're like, ah, and they run away. I'm like, what, 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 what's happening? You have this thing trapped on the third floor. I know. Why don't we get off the third floor? No, but we have to find everyone. Okay, Christopher Atkins, you got everybody killed. Everybody. You are the worst this one bitch I have ever seen. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, okay, all-time listeners, just give me a break. These people, you know, they don't, they need to learn. Uh, This one bitch movie is a movie where everything happens because of the actions of this one bitch. This one bitch did something stupid and everybody else has to suffer for it. And usually, 99.9% of the time, everybody dies in the movie except this one bitch. It's all this one bitch's fault, but everybody else paid the price because of what this one bitch did. And that's what this movie is. Everybody dies because Christopher Atkins didn't put the fucking baboon down when he was supposed to. At least he realizes it at the end. A lot of times this one bitch is like, uh, uh, I survived. Uh, this one, at least he's like, it's my fault. It's my fault. My eyes are so big. And my, uh, my pupils are the size of quarters. And it's my fault. Shakama! That was the other thing. Every time the baboon showed up on camera, I had to go Shakama! 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 Even though it's called Shakama, I don't care. I added a Shakama to it because I felt like it. And Bradford's in the other room, like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, Shakama! All right. Anyway, I'm really excited about this movie. Can you tell? It was the worst thing I've ever seen in a long time. It was the worst, best thing I've seen in a long time. Um, and I also kept thinking, why isn't there baboon shit all over this place? <laughs> It's in like eight people. Where's the pooping? This thing A must stink. And it's got to be taking some huge dumps on the third floor, which people keep insisting on going to. It's, I know, get off the third floor. I know. Here's an idea leave. They're not even locked in the building. Just leave. Just leave. Get out of the building. Everybody's stupid, but Christopher, um, I just forgot his name. Pirate movie guy. It's, it's the, it's the stupidest of them all because he insists on everybody staying together. No. Or splitting up. No. You stay here. I'm going to go over here and do something stupid while you get eaten. Fucking Amanda Weiss got eaten, man. That's not cool. That is not cool. She had to put up with Freddy and now she gets her ass kicked by a baboon in the toilet. In the toilet. She doesn't even have any grace in death. Terrible. Wearing ugly shoes with embroidery on the top. Dead in a toilet. Probably with baboon poop somewhere off camera. Monkey shit, stage left. Showgirls referenced. Thank you. What else is there to say about Shakma? I wish there was a love theme. That would be great. That'd be great. Shakma, you're so misunderstood. Actually, too, this much to be said. Baboons are fucking scary. To watch this thing, like, they're kind of funny looking because every time I turn around, I'm like, look at its butt. Even its butt looked angry because it's like big and red and everything. And I'm like, but then it would be like banging on shit. I'm like, holy crap, this thing is crazy. But in those couple of scenes where you actually see the baboon leaping directly at the camera with its jaws wide open, I'm like, oh, fuck that. That's your movie right there. Too bad you never made that movie. You saved that, this shit for the last five minutes because otherwise it was kind of funny. It's very strange too because for some reason, all of a sudden there's a cat. You know, there's like an actual cat scare, you know, the jump cat scare, all of a sudden a cat comes leaping out of nowhere for no reason. I'm going, where the fuck was this cat? This is a school. Where was this cat? It jumps out and you never see it again. 
Fucking cats. Fucking horror movie cats. What is that about? I don't understand. Go back to Shakamon. Now I'm going to tell you a story. Back when I graduated college, I used to do theater on Long Island. It was this weird kind of mix of community theater that was professional enough that you could actually fool yourself into thinking that you were doing professional theater. But it wasn't. And I realized at a certain point that it was a trap. That, yeah, I could stay out here and play whatever part I ever wanted to and every show I ever wanted to. But it was really this insular circle that is a trap that I'm never getting out of. So I chose to leave. That's not the point. But while I worked out there, there was a girl who was a techie. I worked with her on several shows. Her name was Rebecca. Rebecca was scary. She was that kind of kid that, you know, will come back and kill you at the, at, the, at the reunion. I thought she was a kid. She was a grown woman. But just something wrong with Rebecca. Something not right with Rebecca. And I'm not going to tell you what she did or, or what, exactly why she was weird. But let me tell you, like, even though I was evil back then and mean, her behavior would scare me now. Like, she was a scary bitch. She was a scary bitch. And I, I, you know, you come backstage and she's crying under the props table because, you know, I don't know why. Just cause. And she'd hand you, and all the props would be under the prop table with her. So you'd go to get your prop and like this little hand would come out like, thank you thing. But the thing is, why am I talking about Rebecca? I'm going to tell you because like in the years after I left, I discovered that the people that had followed in my wake had taken to calling her Rebecca Shekeleka. So I want Rebecca Shekeleka and Shekama to do a movie together. And either way, there'd probably be a lot of poop. Anyway, Shakma. By all means, check it out. Be very drunk. Because I think it's a great way to kick off the Halloween season. And if not, go fuck yourself. See you guys tomorrow with another fun movie. And please, 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 by all means, call in, write in. Because I still want to hear your stories of whatever haunts you got to go to this year or some favorite haunt you've been to in the past, some local haunted house or hayride or whatever. I live vicariously through you this year because of my broken butt. Which I actually thought I was getting through an episode without talking about my butt. You actually thought I was getting through an episode without talking about my butt. Well, you thought wrong, young person. So I talked about my butt. So please give me a call at 347-767-3509 or write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And you can, by the way, you can uh, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, do all that good stuff, and get ready for another episode. My grandma and mom will be back for the Halloween show. Until then. Keep it spooky, freaks. Love ya. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, goes Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches!
life is trash.